You guys, it's me, Ali Lohan. Um, I just wanted to explain to you why you are, for the first time in Smush Room history, getting a repeat episode. I feel terrible about it, but I figured the best way to go about it would just be to be vulnerable and let you in and uh, explain what is going on with your boy here. Um, So about a month ago, I decided to move into a new apartment. And by new, I mean old as dirt, literally built in the 1920s. I'm surrounded by lead paint, but it's beautiful. I love it. I'm very happy here, but living here is stressful. There's shit happening every single day. Um, I also started a new job, and my job is all-encompassing. Is that how you say that word? Whatever. Takes over my entire life, takes over my entire day. Like, it's all, all I do all day is work, and if I'm not working, I'm thinking about it or doing something involving work. It's just been a nightmare. And also, I um, decided that it would be a good idea to record a weekly podcast on top of doing all these things. And I think I started having a mental breakdown about a month ago, but I put it off because you know how it is. You start doing photo shoots, and they're flying you all over the world, and you're recording your album, and you're just not really thinking about your mental health. And now, <laughs> I'm forced to deal with the fact that I do, in fact, need a 5150. I'm recording this currently from my bathroom with a machete i'm surrounded by helicopters and i figured the best thing to do would just be to explain to you why i am doing this right now i feel really bad um next week's episode is going to be i don't even really have words for it i'm not going to give you a an ounce of spoiler but i'm telling you i now that i have more time to work on it because it was a lot you will not be disappointed i swear to god Um, I love you guys, and I just want to just let you know that I appreciate the fact that I have a podcast through Patreon that you have to pay for to listen to and that you guys do it, and it's amazing, and I don't say it enough, but I really do appreciate all of you guys for listening to me fucking ramble for an hour a week. It's amazing. I love you. Patreon.com slash ebpsychos. This episode will go up on iTunes in its entirety for free, and I hope you enjoy it. Ta-ta. You guys, welcome to The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. I am your host, Troy McEady, and for the third week in a row, I'm not in my closet with cigarettes by myself, sweating. I have a friend with me, a friend that you all know and you all love, and I felt like for this episode, there was nobody better for me to talk about this specific person with than Liz Bentley. Liz Bentley, introduce yourself. Hi, Troy. Thanks for having me on. Well, really, I was like, can I come on your podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, duh, I've already had like a fucking like plot line written out for us like a year. So like, you don't even really need to ask. Like, because I'm obsessed with Troy and I like have been loving this mushroom it's so funny troy you're so funny and the podcast is so good and i'm very excited to be on today well i'm super fucking excited and thank you and i mean like i said i couldn't think of anybody better to record this episode with today we're going to be talking about farah abraham and james dean yes I mean, (laughs) this is both so in our wheelhouse that I just feel, like, very comfortable. I feel swaddled by this whole scenario. Same. Is this the first couple that's actually, like, never... Well, I guess Kim and Nick weren't a couple. But I was going to say, is this the first couple you've done that, like, literally was never even a couple, but, like, one of them presented them as a couple to the world? (laughs) 
Wait, are you asking me if this is the first time I've talked about a couple where one of them denied it and the other one said that they, <laughs> that yes. they were in a relationship, even if the other one said they weren't in the relationship? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the first time. This is actually one of the first scenarios just in life I've encountered um, where one person uh, like violently claims that they dated somebody and says, in quotes, I know I was in the relationship. <laughs> Because I'm not really sure what that even means. So. You know, it's very like Live Journal circa 2002. Yeah, it is. You know what it I really... mean? Does everybody get what I mean by that? Absolutely. I loved Live Journal and Zanga. Yeah, but it's very much like Farah, like what she presented to the world is what I wrote in my Zanga or my Live Journal when I was 14. But like she did it like publicly when she was 22. Yeah. She's like, I'm dating Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I don't know about what he's doing. Yeah, she did real life fanfic. <laughs> her whole life is a real life fanfic, though, which is what I kind of love about her. She's just so dedicated to delusion. You know, like, so I've been like really anti Farrah lately because uh, the Team Mom fandom, for whatever reason, is like kind of turning pro Farrah, and that's upsetting me and driving me further into my anti Farrah. But, like, I will admit, like, this girl stays on brand. Like, mm -hmm. like she has an image to sell of herself, and she has never wavered. She absolutely does. Like, she, first of all, I've never met a person who, like, will stand behind a delusional thought for literally years. Like, no matter what it is, she just will not waver. She will not shake. She will not rattle or roll. Like, you cannot, she you cannot convince this girl. Test. Oh, absolutely. I really do believe she's one of those people that if you mm -hmm. gave her a lie detector test and said, like, is the sky green? She'd plast that shit with flying colors. It'd be 99.9% .9 truthful. Yes, this the sky is, is green. This is how she would answer. Well, I don't know what color you see, but in my world, the sky is green. <laughs> and that's a positive thing, okay? I'm presenting a positive green <laughs> sky. Just because you have your negative blue sky doesn't mean that me in my world with my daughter doesn't mean that the sky is not green. Okay? Okay. Can I just tell you my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing that Ferris says all the time that she says since she was like 16, but like it really became my favorite thing after she did Big Brother. I love telling people now that they're bringing the negative bullshit out of me. <laughs> like no matter what they're doing, like if I disagree with my mom on something like where I'm blatantly wrong, I'll be like, it's really funny how, you know, I was having a good day and you decided to bring the negative bullshit out of me. <laughs> I like, love, I love how she like, just like. It's almost like she thinks that we will all view her situation as positive if she says it's positive enough. Like, she yes. could be, like, murdering you, and she's like, this is a positive situation, okay? I'm about positivity. Like, as she's, like, <laughs> curb stomping you to death, she's like, I'm about positivity. And you're like, what? <laughs> Just trying to curb stop all of the negative bullshit out of my life and the negative haters who want to bring me in a direction that I don't want to go in. Well, that's I just so love true that I want to bring you in a direction I don't want to go in. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> you seem to be headed in a negative direction, and I'm moving towards the light and positivity <laughs> for my daughter. <laughs> exactly. So, in April of 2013, it was speculated that at that time that there was this sex tape being shopped around a Farah. And um, James Dean then later told TMZ that the tape was being shot professionally and that uh, it was being 
set up as a situation where the tape would be leaked, but it was all like set up beforehand and that it would be distributed as a, a leaked sex tape, but it was in fact planned. Um, this whole thing is just so ridiculous. It's like, this is just the perfect example of Farrah just like sticking to her truth because literally not a single Helen Keller would tell you that this tape was filmed professionally and like set up and she will years later will not change her opinion it doesn't matter how many times you say it like this was a leaked sex tape no matter what you say like there's i mean if you watch paris hilton's video and then Farrah's like back to back or kim's or even back in the day like pam and tommy lee like mm-hmm. there. are uh, there's a professional director on set with Ferris. Right. Like, they do scene changes. Like, she goes from the limo to the house to the sex swing. Like, she is right. in, like, a porn house, which, like, you know, like, it just has the vibe of, like, this house has been used for porn multiple times. There are close-ups, like, wide angles. <laughs> There's hair and makeup. Like, yeah. she, like, has makeup changes and hair changes. Like, she has a fucking contour, like, an airbrushed contour. Like, oh, you just decided to airbrush your makeup on before, like, having sex with your, quote, boyfriend in a mansion. Yeah, like, and she wants to present it. It's so funny because, like, she has changed her tune, like, a tiny bit, but not a lot. But, like, when she was really talking about it, she was like, well, a lot of my friends have personal sex tapes. And it's like, yeah, that they made on their <laughs> fucking iPhone. Like, right. she's, like, presenting these to the world as their, like, boudoir photos. You know what I mean? Like, these right. are, like, classy. Like, I, my body looks great, so I just want to get some boudoir, boudoir photos done to remember in 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like, like people don't hire professionals to go shoot them, get fucked in the ass. Like, right. They just, they don't, that's not a thing, fair. But she's like, oh, plenty of my friends have done that. Well, also, too, like... All like okay, Kim and Paris and all those people like their tapes were filmed years before anybody yeah. even knew who they were. Like Paris's tape was filmed three years prior, like what three or four years prior. Same with Kim, and this was filmed like a week before. Like they literally were filmed, like uh, photographed holding hands outside of like the Vivid studio, and then like the next day there was a tape being shopped around. Like it was like in a week, this whole thing had been filmed. They had signed the paperwork, and then it was released. Like literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. God damn it! I love Fair Abraham so much. I'm so excited to talk about her for like an hour. Um. So Farah denied the tape to TMZ. She said, of course, because I'm like Elizabeth Elizabeth Hesselbeck, I have a million quotes because I like facts. Uh, she said, I don't think there's any truth to that. I work. She said, I work and I have my own. And professionally, I don't need a sex tape. If there is one, my lawyers will take care of it. So, oh, this was after, actually, I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. So James Dean told TMZ that, the tape was being shopped around that it was something that they had done. He called it a porno. And that was like what initially had made her so pissed off because he referred to it as a porn instead of a sex tape. And she's still very passionate about the jargon and the language used to describe this tape. You will not in her presence, call it a porn. It is a sex tape. And those are very different things. Personal. Personal. (laughs) Personal released sex tapes stolen from her bedside and 
James referred to it as a porno. She like lost her shit, said that, you know, her lawyers would be taking care of it if anything came out and blah, 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 even though they had literally just signed paperwork. Like when I was reading about this, I was thinking to myself, I guess to play devil's advocate, because I feel like to be fair, like we have to like look at this from, from her perspective, if that's even possible. Uh, but like maybe in what they signed like i don't know if she thought she like because the the premise of the tape was going to be that it was leaked and that was the whole thing like do you think she thought that that was like what she was supposed to be telling to the paparazzi i think so um and also like at the time teen mom had been off the air like farah today is obviously like the most famous of the teen moms but at the yeah. time, like, she really wasn't and had no media training, I'm assuming, whatsoever. Like, had really only, you know, she hadn't done couples therapy, sled Big Brother, like, family therapy, whatever, mm-hmm. all these different shows she's done. Um, she hadn't done, like, all the red carpet stuff yet. So, yeah, I bet Vivid, like, hyped her up and was like, this is going to be a personal porn. Like, this is your personal sex tape, personal sex tape, personal sex tape. And, like, I bet, like, her manager and Vivid, like, brought her in on a meeting. You know what I mean? And, like, right. pitched her this idea. And because Farrah is, like, one of the most tunnel vision people that there is, like, she, like, bought that hook, line, and sinker and was like, I'm going to press this narrative. And that's it. And then, like, had no idea how to handle, like, James Dean calling it a porno. Yeah, like, there was just, it felt like a lot of what she was saying to TMZ and to, like, you know, interviewers and they would ask her about it like it just felt like she wasn't they didn't prep her on because i actually read surprisingly i mean and who's to say if any of this is true because like all these people are fucking nuts but i actually read that farah came up with the concept for it's like release that she wanted it to be like a a leaked tape and that um they would all go around pretending that they didn't know anything about it and that would be like the way that they would market it and that they just went with it which i i like i said i don't know if that's true or not but like yeah that makes i i feel like it's more likely that it came up like in a you know what i mean like she was pitched this idea of a porn in a room and kind of given the idea of the personal like i don't know i Farrah's not that good at branding like i i find that's it hard thinking. to believe that she like could come up with that that idea on her own i mean maybe though maybe i don't Farrah's such an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in cash that like i don't understand anything she does she absolutely i mean she defines what it means to be wrapped in her like she that's Farrah abraham especially the cash park she's fucking loaded should trademark or like copyright Farrah abraham on that <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny thing like to add to what you said earlier about how she changed her story um when she was being interviewed for the very first time when tmz was like asking her about the tape mm-hmm. um like the week that it had come out like in that same interview she said like you know they'll hear from my lawyers if this comes out blah 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 like i, I you know i have a job i know how to take care of myself i don't need to do porn blah 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 and then not even a sentence later she goes now if I did personal stuff, that was my own thing. That's nobody's business. If I do my own personal tape that comes out, you know, that's yeah. nobody's business. That's my personal thing that okay. I'm doing for me. I have a theory on why she's like that. <laughs> do you want to hear my, like, totally, like, maybe wrong psych evaluation on why she, like, says stuff like that? So, or then I can describe to you. Farrah grew up, like, Farrah's parents 
used to be and like still kind of mention it like very religious like she grew up in a very conservative christian home but i mean deb is deb you know and we know how she is and we should know how she acts and i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if like a lot in her childhood i'm I'm about to do a really deep cut. Okay, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot in her childhood, they would, like, do stuff in their family. Um, like, her mom would do stuff, but then be like, no, but, I, like, I'm a Christian. I wasn't actually doing that. Like, when Michael Jackson was mm-hmm. a kid and growing up Jehovah's Witness, you weren't allowed to give birthday presents, and his mom would give him presents in brown paper bags and be like, no, they don't count. They're not really birthday gifts. Like, see, I didn't wrap them. Like, they're not birthday right. gifts. But they were birthday gifts. And so he was like all confused and didn't understand how to like process the world. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if like Deb was like, Christians don't drink like as she's getting shit faced drunk. And so like Farrah like grew up in this environment where it was like, we can do whatever we want, but we're going to like say we're not doing it. <laughs> I don't think that's far off at all. I think that that's sort of like her entire, that's sort of like her whole identity. Like she yeah. does all these things and then like, herself like won't own it like she convinces herself that it's not who she is or that she wasn't a part of it or that whatever the case may be and like that's just how she goes through life even though they are factual things that took place yeah like fair i'm sure deb all the time was like well we're christians like we don't have like we don't have sex outside of marriage you can't have sex until marriage but she knew deb was like she knew michael 20 times or whatever like, right, exactly. Or vice versa. Like, and I think from a very early age, like, Farrah just kind of learned, like, oh, if I just, like, say out loud, like, what I want to be the truth, like, it probably will be the truth, because that's how it seems to work for my mom. Right. No, absolutely. I think that's, like, a fair a fair statement to say. And especially, like, the whole religious aspect of that family is so strange. And, it's like, so I'm not opposed. so fast. Like, like what the that's my favorite thing that you said on your podcast like they were so over being godly christians as soon as it didn't benefit them that they were like bye bye lord <laughs> yeah like deb is like asking Farrah's like one time date like do you want to go to heaven with our family and then like three years later she's like i really need a liquid facelift like if you sell <laughs> some more dildos like everybody watches porn I need you to deposit my facelift money, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sophia's grandma getting a liquid facelift, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I really think, like, Farrah just, like, was kind of taught, like, like, you can do whatever you want as long as you, like, don't talk about it. No, I totally agree with that. God damn it. This family is so, like, trying to figure them out is so exhausting because each one of them individually, including Sophia, if not at the very top of the goddamn list, they're all so, like, sort of neurotic in their own way. Like, such a specific, like, neurosis. Like, each one of them has their own weird thing going on that combined, it just turns into this, like, totally, like, fucked up situation. Yeah. Also, I want to give Sophia a compliment and say she's really growing into her teeth, and I'm very proud of her. It's like really, it's really fixing itself. And like, I, for one, am very proud of the situation. I was literally just looking at pictures of her. I'm not even kidding. I was looking at pictures of her when we were, uh, when I was looking up shit for this episode. And like, I was thinking, God damn, her teeth were fucked up like a few years ago. She's really like blossomed. She probably already has a full fucking mouth of veneers. (laughs) 
<laughs> she is like full Nini Leaks to you. <laughs> She comes back next season with the horse, the Hillary Duff horse teeth. Where she's like, I've had nothing done. She's like, eight. (laughs) (laughs) So so on April 8th of 2013, the tape was confirmed by James Dean to E! News. And he said, we definitely shot a scene. And in my opinion, it was very amazingly awesome. I thought she was very nice and super sexy. And then he said, I had... He said, I'd never heard of her before because I don't follow pop culture, but it is nice to see that her fame is not gone to her head. I hope she, (laughs) I hope she has positive feelings about me, but regardless, I will never have a bad thing to say about her. (laughs) Well, first of all, I just want to point out like that, uh, teen mom was off the air. It was like dead in the water. It was done. Teen mom two was fucking killing it in the ratings at this time. They were, I think I saw in season four of teen mom two, which is around when this would have been out. They were hitting 6 million an episode, like, and they're barely hitting a million now. So like teen mom two was killing it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't even called OG then. It was just Teen Mom was dead in the water. Amber had gone to prison. Everybody was, like, disgusted with Teen Mom. Uh, it really didn't work without Amber, as we've seen. Like, it doesn't work without the four girls. And right. it was often... So, you know, like, now, which is why it's so crazy to think, like, if Amber really does do this porn, which I don't think she will, it, it's, like, so crazy to think, like, why Farrah would have done that porn. But, like, she really... Like, she had no other options at the time. I mean, let's be I mean, she had options. Like, she could have gotten no, a I job. No, I get it. Like, she could have gotten a job. Like, she could have went to work. Like, I'm so <laughs> fucking warped. I'm like, she had no other options. <laughs> You're like, there's nothing left for a young girl. Yeah. Uh, like, but really, like, I just think it's important to remember that, like, it's not like she had a show on the air. You know what I mean? Like, and they had really started to make money, and then all of a sudden, it's fucking gone. And... Like, for she got this manager that I guess had worked in porn previously or had a relationship with Vivid, and she jumped on it. And she probably never thought Team Mom would ever come back on air. You know, like... Yeah. God, it's so weird to think, like, I know it's only been back for a few seasons, but it's just weird to think that there was such a long period of... How long was Teen Mom original not on TV? Uh, I think it went off in 2012 and came back in 2015. So it was off for a that while. That is so crazy. Yeah, it was. I mean, Amber was in prison for, I think, 18 months. So, and then she was out of prison for a little bit of time before OG started filming again. And she had, you know, it had gone off when she was, like, getting into all that trouble. So, yeah, it was off for, it was off air for at least two to two and a half years, if not three full years. Damn. And then this, like, not long after was when they did those those like being yeah like, well those and- came because um so being macy was actually a pilot being macy was supposed to be her own show because macy was far and away the most popular teen mom she was wholesome you know had a good family and like it makes sense if we're thinking of like 2002 or 2012 like who's getting a teen mom spinoff show when it goes off air like every person pulled would say Macy, right? Like absolutely yeah. far and away, but, um, they shot it and it was so fucking boring. They like, couldn't give her a show. Uh, it just didn't work. And like, I mean, it would only ever work with Janelle and her whole family as we've discussed. Um, but so they did the being Macy special. And then it wasn't until I think it was almost six months or a year before they did the being Caitlyn, being Amber, and being Farrah specials. There was a pretty significant gap between them. I think they did the being Macy special because they had the film, 
whatever, let's just throw it together, you know, throw it together, make yeah. this popular, we'll put it on, got good ratings. And then Amber came out and Amber came out of prison, obviously willing to film, she had no fucking money. And they were like, okay, like, let's test this out. Let's do bean specials for the three other girls. And if the ratings are there, like, why don't we just bring it back? Also, like, the Bean Amber special when they pick her up at the prison is, like, literally iconic. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's truly, I'm not kidding, like, those Bean specials are, I think, the best. Like, I'm, I'm actually really upset with myself that I didn't choose those, any anything from those um, specials for, like, my favorite Teen Mom moment for your podcast. Because <laughs> I really seriously think that those those episodes are the greatest in the history of the whole franchise. I, I really like Because they're so they're raw just, and desperate. And yeah. Like, it's another fucking show. We have to work. Yes. And we it, it had been so long since yeah. we had seen them. And, like, I was just so, like, I feel like we were all so ravenous for, like, the original girls to come back. Like, totally. oh, my God, it was so good. <laughs> um, So, Farrah then after Dean, basic, or Dean, I'm, like, calling him by his last name like we're buddies. Uh, after James <laughs> no, Dean. No, you're, like, a reporter. You're an official reporter. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Roger Johnson for Pop News, standing outside the arena waiting for Lucky. Um, <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, um, so Farah basically had to like announce the tape because James had like outed her, basically. And I think her whole at that moment, like her entire plan had fallen through of like this being leaked and all this stuff. Like the fantasy of the whole thing was fucked. Like it wasn't even a few days after <laughs> they had done it that he was like, "Yep, we shot a por- first of all, he called it a porno." A porno. Like, a what are porn. you, 90? Yeah. <laughs> like, what decade is it? No. He's like, we shot a porno. We filmed it. The scenes were great. And we're going to market it to the public as a leaked sex tape. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't even understand how he didn't get sued for, like, breaching his contract by telling the fucking, showing how, like, the meat, the sausage was made at, at Vivid. <laughs> yeah, I um, think uh, James Dean just, like, has no social skills and doesn't care. That's what it seems. Like, he's a very... We will get to him for sure. But he is a very fucking strange person. Um, so, after it was announced, Farah she did an interview with Today.com where she said, I wanted my own personal video made, made and photos taken for myself. When I'm older, I will have my best year to look back on. After seeing James speaking about my personal video as a porn and not even contacting me before running his mouth... I have to say I'm very disappointed. And then she also said, I personally will have nothing. Well, I personally will never have anything to do with James. Um, so there was like this week where they just like kept going back and forth to to today.com. Like she did an interview and then the next day he would do an interview and then it just kept going all week long about this goddamn tape. So then the following day, he said, what happened was the company doing the movie came to me and said, we want you for this. I tried to tell them that I was probably the worst person to choose for this because people were going to recognize me. If you try and wait, if even if you try and obscure my face, people will still know it's me and they're going to know that it's just from like dick. <laughs> just from your giant, iconic dick. Like, OK. Uh, and he said, I said this two weeks ago when we were in the booking process. Um, and like I said earlier, they were photographed like this whole thing started because they were photographed leaving vivid holding hands and people were like, why the fuck is Farrah Abraham holding James Dean's hand leaving 
vivid entertainment. So they asked him about that, and he said holding hands was to build chemistry and help her make more, make her feel more comfortable. I figured it was harmless. It was a harmless way to help make her more comfortable before she had sex with a complete stranger. I w- I've always wanted everyone I film with to leave the set smiling. Ugh. So wait, I need to I interrupt mean, you because first of all. The only reason there would be paparazzi at fucking Vivid headquarters is because Farrah called them herself. Thank you. Like. And, like, Farrah is infamous for, like, paying men to date her publicly and, like, yeah. set calling the paparazzi. Like, that's what she's known for. She's, like, the queen of calling the fucking paparazzi. So those candid photos of her looking into the camera and, <laughs> and holding his hand and like smiling like it's it's completely fucking ridiculous yeah so wait i just want to say like first of all the idea that like today.com was getting all of these exclusives is like my favorite thing like i don't know why don't but like it. like i just love the idea that the, the today show is like oh well we can't really put this on air like put it on the online version like yeah <laughs> like send that to today.com like it is super weird like it's weird that today.com got the exclusive for the week yeah and also like i just want us all to like meditate on this idea that she just like got this personal video where she gets fucked in the ass and goes ass to mouth like i just need every like like, I know I want to remember, like, my body in its greatest shape by watching me go ass to mouth. Like. In a fucking sex swing. Like, it's not like. I just, like, if they wanted to market this as a leaked celebrity tape, like, James Dean is so. Even with James Dean, they could have done it and pretend to date. But just give him a camcorder. You know what I mean? Like, give him a little flip, whatever those flip cameras are that the vloggers I watch use. Like, give him, like, right. a Casey Neistat vlogging video where he's, like, holding the, the gorilla grip thing and, like, like let him do it by hand. Like, there was – it just doesn't make any sense because even if James didn't run his mouth, like, we would have watched the video and been like, uh, there's a cameraman there. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And, like, also, besides the fact that you literally had, like, a full, like, lighting crew and everything set up, like <laughs> – I mean, she looked great. Like, yeah, the she lighting looked, is she phenomenal. Really did look incredible. <laughs> she looked incredible. I will say, without a doubt, it's like of all the celebrity sex tapes I've seen, which is like most of them, it's like one of the raunchiest I've ever seen. I, I like mean, the raunchiest. Like she is yeah. like fuck me in the ass. Like close up on her butthole shots. Like this. Yeah. Is, this is like. Like, okay, so Kim's is, like, pretty raunchy because she's giving head. Paris's is, like, nothing because it's that x-ray vision shit. Like, you can't even see right. anything in Paris's. Courtney Sodden's is just weird. Pam and Tommy Lee's was, like, crazy for the day. But today you're like, okay, cool. She, she gives him a blowjob. Like, whatever. Right. Kim's is, like, a little raunchier, I would say. Like, but still very clearly homemade. Like, obviously not for public consumption. Farah's is a triple X nasty porn yeah like, for sure it there like even if it was leaked like like paris's is a celebrity sex tape because it's fucking boring there's nothing interesting in it like you can right. barely see shit like Farrah's, like i can't describe the level of like honestly porno is a good word for it james dean was right because like it's, yeah <laughs> it's a porno like it's raunchy and graphic and vivid it is really raunchy and like 
you're so right. Like the difference between this and like all of them, Paris's, Pam's, Kim's, like they're boring because guess what? It's a couple like making love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're fucking boring. Like that's an actual sex tape. A couple like that would only really be interested in watching this together because who the fuck else is going to watch Paris like literally lay on her back and, and, and like have sex slowly for an hour and a half. Not I like, I'm sorry. Like nobody watches those tapes and like watches every single moment of them because they can't miss anything. This one. <laughs> yeah. This is a porn meant for like, this is a porn. for men to consume and like get off on. Like this is not, you're exactly right. Like, Pam and Tommy Lee's when they're like, I love you, baby, baby, I love you. Yeah. Like the whole time, it's just like how much they love each other. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like there's no like, Ferris is not about love. It's like, let's go ass to mouth and let's do it now. Yeah. And like, I'm going to bring a glass blown fucking dildo, uh, an anal probe in the limo with us while we drive to like a bar and like fuck myself in the back of a limo for you real quick. Like yeah. it's, it's truly, I like, I, I don't know. I feel like because we're so desensitized to sex tapes and we're so desensitized to this whole situation now because it's been years. Mm-hmm. When I was going back and like reading this shit and like the images kept coming up on Huffington Post and stuff, I was like, it is truly crazy that we watch this girl grow up. We watch her every week, like raise her daughter on this show. We've known her for like 10 years now. And we just all casually watched her get her ass blown out by like a glass blown dildo yeah. and a porn and a sex swing. Like, it's really fucking crazy. I just want to say, like, my my friend, <laughs> I won't say his name, but, like, my straight male friend who knows I love Teen Mom told me that this was, like, one of his favorite porns. He thought it was, like, really? so hot. Because, like, he, I mean, he doesn't watch Teen Mom. He just, like, knows, you know, knows about it. But, like, back in the day, like, a couple years ago, I mean, I guess this is, like, what he's into, like, whatever happens in the porn. But, like, he yeah. was, like, that was so hot. Like, I loved that. Because it was a porn meant for men. Exactly. That's so funny. That is so fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, because we look at it and we're like, ew, gross. Ha ha ha. This is so funny. But like right. my straight male friend that has no context of like teen mom beyond like the fact that he watches TV. So he has like a general, you know, he's a guy like, yeah, he's straight and a guy and like loves sports and like is a very typical man. But like he does have pop yeah. culture awareness. Um, right. More so than like a lot of other guys, which is the reason that he's one of my best friends. Because <laughs> what right. else would we have to talk? I mean, he has to be a little, you know, for us to be like one of, very close. But uh, <laughs> like he has like general pop culture awareness, so he understands that she's on the show Teen Mom, and like has maybe watched an episode with me or one of his sisters. But like with no like context of Farah, like he loved it. He thought it was so hot. Like we had a whole conversation about it, and I was like. I guess that makes sense because it was like made for you. Like, Well, yeah. And I mean, on top of it, like the, the other difference is that like in those other, I mean, I guess that would be like Pam Anderson would be the exception. Cause at a time she was like the epitome of like yeah. what it meant to be like a sex symbol, but like Paris and Kim just look like normal women that are having sex with their boyfriend. Whereas like Farrah literally looks like a porn star. Yeah. Oh, so true. Like, so true. She, you know what I mean? She has a porn star's body aesthetically. Like she yeah. has changed her entire appearance to literally look like what it would typically mean to be a porn star. So it's like, yeah, I mean, every, everything was coming up roses for her in this tape. Like she, I, I don't know why she wouldn't just fucking embrace it either. It's like, dude, you made a fucking X rated. Like you said, like a raunchy ass, dirty anal sex, sex swing porn. Like yeah. just own it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but then also, so I guess uh, in the same interview with Today.com, because this entire podcast is, re- is just revolves around like an Al Roker <laughs> exclusive with like James Dean. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of Al Roker like telling you the weather and then reporting on Backdoor Teen Mom. Oh, which by the way, like we have to acknowledge the fact that it was called Backdoor Teen Mom. Like, right. Like, it wasn't just, like, watch Fair Abram get fucked. It was, like, backdoor teen mom. Which, so, you know, Macy gets a lot of shit for being mad about, like, Fair coming back on the show and, like, doing the porn or show with her. And, like, she's gotten over it. She was, like, it was a little much. Like, get over yourself, Macy. But, like, I do yeah. understand, like, Macy's anger towards Farah because it wasn't just Farah's porn. It was called Backdoor Teen Mom. And Macy at the time was, like, you know, going on national speaking tours, like, calling herself the, te- like, Teen Mom, like, using the T capital, capital T capital M, like, to go on. She was, like, worked at the Candies Foundation and gave her, like, safe sex talks, like, at schools like all over the nation like she was making money she was doing pretty well for herself and then like fair comes and like takes the brand and like gets fucked in the ass with the brand well yeah i mean like i, I definitely macy was definitely being very like slut shamey she was being very like you know yeah yeah like she was I on mean, a high yeah. horse for sure but like at the same time like i mean even if these girls never film again together, like they're always going to be associated with each other and to for at no, you know, fault of your own to then be associated with like an anal, like fucking sex tape that pops up on Google sometimes when people look for you. Yeah. Like I could see how that would, you know, that would piss me off. Yeah. And, and people, a- people are like, how come she doesn't care? Like that, like Amber, like beat up Gary and went to jail. And like, yeah, that's true. And I'm sure she cared about like Amber beat up Gary on film. But the fact is like, Amber didn't go to jail, like, yelling and screaming, like, teen mom does drugs, teen mom does drugs, like, teen mom <laughs> yeah. going to jail. Like, it wasn't <laughs> branded and sold publicly by Amber, like, capital T, capital M goes to jail. You know what, it wasn't, like, an Ernest movie, like, Ernest goes to jail, teen mom goes to jail, like, it wasn't like that, like, Farrah, like, purposely took the Teen Mom brand and literally turned it into a porn. So I really do think a lot of, like, Macy's anger towards Farrah with that came from her, like, sullying the brand. And, like, yes, you could argue Amber did it on her own, but I just feel like that was, like, within the context of the show. And it's, like, easier to separate Amber from what and what she did from the show. But, like, Farrah, like you said, like, if you Google Teen Mom, like, backdoor Teen Mom comes up. Absolutely. And like, I think that these girls have all, whether they've spoken about it or not, like they've all collectively um, come to the realization that like they will need to explain the things that took place on this show to their children. And like, you know, it's easy to explain poor choices you made when you were like a teenager or like, you know, as a young parent, just like trying to figure shit out. But like, how do you to then just be forced into a situation where you're going to have to explain to your child that you were on a reality show. Like, you remember Farah, the one, the girl that you've known since you were born? Yeah. She was in an anal fucking sex tape porn, and, like, now mommy's associated with it. Like, it's just yeah. forced them into this weird thing, even with their children, that, like, it's like, it just went a step too far. Totally. And I, like, like look, like, Mace, like Macy got over it. Like, I, you know, like, she was totally being slut-shaming, and there is nothing wrong with doing porn. And like, yeah. but the fact is, like, I can understand like Macy's anger towards like what Farah did to brand herself, basically. Absolutely, 
Um, and then, so, like, I guess the confusion at the very beginning of the tape was that, like, Pharaoh was giving this very uh, weird story about how it was released and telling people it was stolen. So, like, when it first had come out, like, everybody was obviously super confused. And then James was, like, being very honest about it. So everything she would say, they would just ask him and he would rebuttal it. And, like I said, it just went back and forth for, like, for, like it's still – I mean, it's, I feel like it kind of still happens every once in a while. Like, oh. we'll still hear – 100%. You know what I mean? Like an exclusive, exclusive from James Dean about like what really went on. So they asked him like, what the fuck's going on with this tape? Is it stolen? Did she like consent to doing this? Like what's going on? And he said, I think what happened is that they were going to pass it off as like a sex tape. And then somebody saw us, you know, coming out of a building together with, uh, with us holding hands. And they were like, what the hell is going on? And people would ask me, wait and then he said and people ask me and i have this problem where i can't really lie and i'd be like yeah like we made a porno so like i mean at that point it should have just been like dead in the water like if i if a you know a pharaoh were like a a a, uh, rationally thinking person like any normal person would just be like all right the jig is up yeah i'm just gonna come clean like he literally talked about like our contracts like (laughs) he talked about our fucking meetings at vivid like it's over and she was would just not fucking give it up yeah, and also, like, she, like, created a backstory for them. Um, I think most of it came a little later. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But, like, she was, like, we hooked up in Miami. We hooked up in L.A. Like, yeah. like yeah. according to Farrah, they had, like, a cross-country romance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like, star-crossed lovers, like, a year-long, like, passionate lovemaking where it de- they just decided at one moment, like, let's make a sex tape. And, like... Yeah, and she also dumped him in her version of it, which is, like, my favorite fucking part. Like, that she dumped him. (laughs) I love that. And then the... So, this is, like, my favorite part of this whole story is that the the production company that they had signed the contracts with, like, they wanted James and Farrah to pretend to be a couple mm-hmm. for the paparazzi. And it, this is like what we talked about earlier, that Farrah's infamous for calling the paparazzi. And they were like, look, like the only way this will really work is if you guys like go out together and like be photographed, which like, I don't, I, I do believe James in the fact that I don't think he may be as just like a douchey straight guy. Like I, he may not have known the extent of like what her level of fame was. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, he had known at that point that she was on Team Mom, but I don't think he, like, went back and fucking researched the show, especially <laughs> because it was presented to him as, like, an- another day of filming. Like, yeah, truthfully, yeah. from what I've read, he thought they were going to just go film a porn like he does all day long. Yeah. So he had no clue what was going on. And I would not be surprised if Pharaoh was, like, calling the paparazzi and, like, purposely having them photograph them when they're outside together yeah. without telling him because what does he need to know (laughs) yeah Yeah. no i no totally i a hundred percent like think that they picked the wrong guy if they wanted to do this like we're a couple thing um but at the same time like the fact that it was none i don't think any of this would have blown up into what it was if it wasn't james dean ab so also what if like farah is trolling us and like has been trolling us for four years and will troll us until i literally die 
that like she knew this whole time that James was going to tell TMZ and that she was just going to double down because she knew it would make people talk about it more if they created this fight. Is that possible? Honestly, I don't think that that's like far off. Like I really do feel like Farah had to know that at some point he was going to tell people because yes, I mean, yes. her immediate response to it was just so like, it was just so weird the way she responded immediately. It was like, this was stolen from my bedside. I don't trust him. I will no longer speak to James. It just felt very calculated. Yeah, but also at the same time, like, I wonder if we're deciding that because, like, we are regular human beings who, like, function on this <laughs> planet without personality disorders that, like, n- like, no offense to anybody that has a personality disorder, but one that's, like, completely untreated without any sort of therapy that has just been fueled <laughs> by you being on reality TV and making millions of dollars for being like a person that has an untreated mental illness. Uh, you know, different than just like me who sometimes can't get out of bed because of depression. I mean, thankfully not anymore, but like that was, you know, a long <laughs> period of my life. Like I wasn't getting gassed up for it. It was like you're pathetic. Uh, and so like, I like had to go get help. But yeah. so like, I think for us, it's like easy to be like, well, she has to be trolling us. And this all has to be part of the bigger picture. Like there's, she set this whole thing up because it's so outrageous to us. But like Farah literally has an untreated personality disorder. I'm guessing that she gets paid for and rewarded for. And so like, I want to say, like, she definitely knew what she was doing. But that's just because, like, I'm coming at it from a rational place. And Oh, for sure. Like, I might be, like, applying rational thoughts to, like, somebody that does not have them. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I think, like, not even just with the sex tape, but, like, in, uh, like, every aspect of Farrah's life oh. like a lot of the things that she does are just you just they're so hard to believe Wait, that there's like, so like, many people on reddit that will swear up and down that everything she does on camera is an act are you kidding me because it's so like they they just find it so impossible to believe that she is the way she is and she'll be like well if you look on simon's snapchat she's like laughing and having fun so like she hands it up for the camera and simon says she's different when the cameras are on So, like, it's fake, it's fake, she's just acting. And my retort to that always is, even if she's acting, she's still allowing herself to be betrayed or portrayed on a reality TV show that that's how she really is. So that's, like, like if you're willing, like, even if she was, like, totally acting, like, she's still presenting Farah as that person. And so, like, does it matter if it's fake? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And, like, also, by the way, she's been acting like that on camera since she was, like, 15. Yeah, everyone should go like, back and rewatch her 16 pregnant episode because I was actually surprised at how bad she was in that episode. Like, I thought, it, like, when I went back and rewatched it, that Farrah was going to be, like, super nice and sweet. And, like, it's just her mom and fame and being a teen mom that has, like, destroyed her. <laughs> but, like, no, it was there from the beginning. <laughs> And I think that you're, I mean, not that I'm a doctor, but I I do think that you're, like, totally right. And she definitely has, like, a personality disorder. And she's just one of those people that you realize after so long, like, that, like, when when you, a sane person, are fighting with a crazy person constantly, like, you become the crazy person. Like, you're, like... You know what I mean? It's like when Sonia Morgan decided that, like, they should all stop arguing with Kelly Ben Simone on Scary Island yeah, because yeah, it made no sense for them to, like, That's continue the best arguing part of the whole with. Episode. 
You know what I mean? When she's like, yes. she's clearly not stable, and we are now being bullies because we know she's not stable, and this is ridiculous. And like, I feel like that's where I would be in life with Farrah Abraham. I'd just be like, look, because she, I feel like her and I in a room together, it would end with both of us just violently fucking screaming at each other because yeah. she just seems so unbearable to be around, even for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And anybody she's ever interacted with, like publicly has always resulted in some, like, dispute. Yeah. Also, here's my thing. Like, I've heard people say, like, Farrah could carry a show, but, like, I don't think she could because there's no, no. redeeming factors to Farrah. Like, no. like, for example, like, watching the Kardashians fight, like, is fun because at the end of the day, they're all like, love you, Bible, like, we're actually best friends, like, and mm-hmm. you know that they genuinely love each other and, like, there's something, like, underneath it that they can, like, call each other cunts but then, like, you know, at right. the end of the day, like, they're going to get salads and, like, like apologize and, like, maybe go reenact Pretty Woman at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe that's just what they'll do because it's Chris's favorite movie and they go to the suite that they filmed in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know that will happen, like, after they, like, literally burn their mom's house down. They're like, well, I love you. And, like, it's fine. But, like, with Farah watching her and her family is so hard for, I mean, I'll speak in the eye, but it's so hard for me and I think most people because there's no redeeming factor. You don't feel like there's any genuine, like, any genuine love underneath. Like, when Deb is crying about Farah being mean, you're just like, wow, you're a narcissist. And when Farah's going off on Deb for doing nothing, you're like, wow, you're fucking crazy. Um, right. Even with, like, Barbara and Janelle, like, when they're fighting, like, you know, like, Barbara loves Janelle, and Janelle loves yeah. Barbara and just wants to be loved, and, like, there is, like, underneath it, like, they're both humans that, like, love each other, but, like, watching the Abrams fight is, like, sick, because you're, like, I don't think any of these people feel any sort of good emotions towards one another, even underneath everything. They're all just, like, weird robots. No, for real, like, especially over time, like, it's, like, the more work fair has gotten done, the more, like... <laughs> Like the, the heavier more, the eyelashes get, it's like <laughs> like she's just become like this fully, fully empty person. She just has no, and that's why that show only works as like you said, the four of them. Because you need even with Team Mom too, and I will even fucking throw Chelsea's ass into this equation. Like you need like the boring ones who have wholesome stories that yeah. like y- you can't watch a four her. hour. Yeah, you need a palate cleanser. Like, you cannot watch a full hour of Farah being delusional with her mom. Yeah. And, like, want to tune in every week. Like, that would be so emotionally exhausting. <laughs> I would kill myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You need, like, you need a five-minute segment of Macy's saying, quit flicking your pecker to Bentley and to be like, ugh. Yeah. Well, it's funny because mom. Kate Casey, like, had asked me about, like, had talked, like, well, should we, like, talk about family therapy, like, that Farrah's on right now with her parents? And she's like, honestly, Liz, like, I don't think I can because it's too dark. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's too dark, and, like, I, I can't really, like, watch this or talk about it. Like, and that's just them with other people. <laughs> like, right. It's too fucking exhausting. It's, it's like, like, I feel so much tension and rage when I watch Farrah's scenes, and then when they end... It really feels like you're coming like down from a roller coaster for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. Um. So then they continued. This is all, by the way, st- still talking to Al Roker. Um. They <laughs> continued to ask James about, um, 
this like uh, rumor that they were dating and that they had a relationship because again Farah was going around and telling people that they like you said they were a couple and that she, you know he had broken her trust and he said they wanted to send us out on a date and then call the tabloids and have them come and I said absolutely not I'm not going to pretend to be dating someone I'm a big believer in honesty and I don't and I don't like weird media ploys it's just not my style I told them that I was not going I told them that I am not a prostitute and <laughs> I'm not okay. going I'm not going sure. to go on like okay sir calm the fuck down <laughs> I am not a whore and I'm not going to go on fake dates with people for tabloids this was not going to be I was wait that was not going to be able to be leaked as a weird I was not going to be leaked as a weird boyfriend girlfriend sort of thing if we're going to make a celebrity sex tape and try and pass it off as an amateur home video, you don't hire a well-known porn star to do it. You hire, like, some random-ass dude. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, not for nothing, like, picking James Dean, who has, like, no interest in playing the celebrity game, who has no interpersonal skills that I can tell, who, like, probably doesn't own a TV, like, hates tabloids, like who has no interest whatsoever in, like, being a celebrity outside of his porn. Like, uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's funny, like, when he was doing press for the Canyons, he was like, oh, I'm not transitioning to a movie star. Like, he's like, no, yeah. no, I'm still doing porn. Like, they just asked me to be in this movie, and, like, that's cool. And if other people want to ask me to be in a movie, like, that's cool. But, like, I'm not Sasha Gray. Like, I fucking love porn, and I'm going to keep doing porn until I can't do it anymore. Like, like don't get it twisted like this is no crossover story so they did not do a good job in picking like james dean is not out here like trying to break into hollywood and to just be a regular celebrity like he's a porn star and he was doing very very well without the fair abrams press and didn't need the fair abrams press you know what i mean like at this time this right. is going down he's like literally getting like a movie written by brett easton ellis starring Lindsay lohan like, he, like, literally got, like, a major movie role. Um, I mean, you know, it ended up being what it was, but, yeah, like, to pick James Dean, who, like, literally could not care less about being photographed was their worst idea. It was a terrible idea. So fucking weird. And he also, like, like I said earlier, he showed no interest in, like, wanting to even know who she really was. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he didn't even Google up- her. He literally didn't even Google her. Like, at the very most, at the very most, the most effort that could have been put forth is, like, he could have gotten, like, a fucking Hulu account and on his day off just, like, watched a couple episodes of the 10-year reality show yeah. he's been filming. But he didn't even do that. No. He had and, like, no fucking clue who she was. From his interviews, it does not seem like he's interested, like, in, like, I bet you can have a whole conversation with James Dean and then meet, like, a two-hour conversation and then meet him the next day and he'd be like, oh, hi, I'm James. And you're like, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, we met. We met yesterday. And you'd yeah. be like, did we? And then just walk away. Like, totally nonplussed, like, by the fact that you just said, like, we had a two-hour conversation yesterday. You'd be like, huh, that's weird. And then, like, go on to his next. Like, Right. Like, sir, we literally had sex yesterday on, on a pool table in front of 90 people. We filmed it for a video. You don't know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, can't you see that, though? Like, that, like, that's the impression that, like, I really got from all of his interviews. No, for sure. And like he was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, and I mean, I, I think what you said about it not being it wouldn't have been like a big deal if it weren't him. Like, it's so true because the juxtaposition between those two things is that like women at this time, especially like loved James yeah. Dean. Like he was like 
the he was the male porn star that like women felt comfortable saying that they watched. I mean, the and, first like, ever, really. The first ever, for for sure. Like he was the known as like the feminist male porn star. So yeah. like you know, in Ferris' mind, she's probably thinking like this is going to be fucking incredible. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had never known a male porn star's name before James Dean. Like, I don't think. Um, you know, and like. I know yeah. there's like Lexington Steel, and I literally only know him because like he was on a podcast I listened to once, and like I heard his name, <laughs> and I was like Lexington Steel, that's a crazy name, but like I don't, you know what I mean? Like he's not in any of the press I read, like but like James yeah. Dean was like legit famous and just for being a porn star. Like when he got the Canyons, I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. Like I wasn't like who, like right. It's like, oh, James Dean got like a mainstream role. Like that's yeah. what it turned into for a lot of people. Um, so Farah ended up selling the sex tape to Vivid for one point five million dollars. Incorrect. Um, was Incorrect. it two? Incorrect. Oh, let 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 Lizzie come. Let Lizzie come and help oh, you. Farah got ten k. Gonna pull back. That. Fucking dark. Farah got ten k up front for that porn, and then thirty percent back end. Ha <laughs> ha, back end. But um. She got 30%, which did end up making, I believe she might have made 1.5 at the end of it because Vivid had released a check where I think in 2014 for the first quarter, they had paid her like $100,000. So she got 30% of residuals, which um, Vivid is like a pay porn site, but like you have to pay to use. Right. Um, plus they will do previews and I'm sure those are just like littered with ads. You know what I mean? So she did make money off of it, but she only got 10K up front and was telling people she got a million. <sighs> Okay, I need a minute. I, 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 I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Gawker like did this big uh, expose on it. Basically, that was like, no, no, no. She's telling everybody she got a million, but that like, first of all, would never happen. Like, Vivid would never pay a million dollars for a porn upfront. They just wouldn't do it. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, but so yeah, so she got 10k upfront, and then 30 percent residuals. <laughs> The really funny thing about that, too, was that she I mean, I don't know why I didn't just assume that she was lying about how much she got, because <laughs> she was also saying, too, that, like, she hired everybody, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. still trying to, like, allude to the fact that this was her thing that she was doing for herself. So she hired the production team and a friend told her about James Dean. So she privately contacted him and said, would you do this with me? I heard you're great. And she hired him and then she paid him yeah. to be a part of it. Whereas that he was like, that's completely not true. Like we went into a porn studio together and we signed contracts. And then just like any other day of work for me, we went to a fucking mansion yeah. and the porn studio set up cameras and I, and I had sex with a girl and then the company paid me. Like, but she still, you know, to this day would even say like, you know, she hired him. She regrets contacting him to be a part of it when, like, he literally was contacted by the production company. Like, yeah. she had no control over anything. <laughs> yeah, so here, let me read this Gawker article. If you didn't oh God, immediately yes. leap off the nearest building upon learning that team mom, Farrah Abraham, earned $1 million payday for opening her back door to porn star James Dean in her first professionally produced sex tape, you'll be glad to know that life isn't quite that unfair yet. A Fox 411 investigation into the money-changing, hopefully sanitized, hands in the rapidly expanding world of celebrity, in quotes, sex tapes, in quotes, 
has revealed that <laughs> rather than a high six-figure contract with Vivid as claimed, Abraham actually got paid in the low five figures. Professional celebrity sex tape broker Kevin Blatt told the site Abraham received all of $10,000 from the porn production company. About the same amount offered to Pippi Longstocking actress Tammy Aaron for her tape. Well, that makes me want to kill myself. I did not know there was a Pippi Longstocking sex tape. Same. Um, Ugh, nothing is sacred. Yeah, so apparently, like, Vivid also, like, is really shady about paying out on their residuals. And so it's possible, like, she didn't even get that much. But I just read an article that I will literally never be able to find. Um, But... I guess because a lot of people were questioning if she was even getting residuals, like Vivid literally like took a picture of a pay, like a, a check that they sent to Farah with like a hundred thousand dollars for, um, the first quarter of 2014. So I bet like she ended up making a million off the total, but like call me back when it's a million after taxes up front. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That changes everything. Like I, Oh God, I've been Farah Abraham. I've been fair at God damn it. She brought the negative bullshit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Um well it, I mean it it TMZ did say that it was one of the most successful and one of the most popular uh celebrity sex tapes of all time. Yeah, I mean like I can believe that because I think there's so much okay, first of all. Uh, the Team Mom fandom is a lot of, like, older women who don't understand how to use the internet, and I bet you a lot of them paid for it. Oh, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. You know, like, just out of curiosity, yeah. they spent, like, the $15 or whatever it was. Like, I have no, I can't even guess how much it would have cost. Like, I have no fucking idea. But, you know, like, they just wanted to see it, so they spent the $15. <laughs> No, absolutely. Um, TMZ said that the tape, they said that it attracted more than 2 million visitors in 12 hours on Monday. So it broke the record that was held by Kim up to that point. Um, Kim and Ray J's had attracted 600,000 views um, during the same time frame. So I don't know. I mean, like that was only a few. Yeah, I was going to say that was probably also the way it was like promoed. Like, I don't remember the Kim and Ray J. First of all, Kim was barely even famous when it happened. Right. And, uh... Like, barely even famous. And I don't remember hearing about the Kim tape until after, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians was, like, already a thing. Or, like, already, like, coming about. You know, like, I don't remember hearing about the Kim and Ray J tape until it was already on Vivid. Um, Paris, like, once again, like, it was not really... There was not, like, a countdown for it to be released. Like, oh, there's this Paris sex tape, like, it's on Vivid. You know what I mean? Like... But Ferris yeah. was like, it's being released this day. It's being released this day. It's being re- released this day. So, of course, like, they they have the beauty of PR behind it, basically. Also, I would argue that, like, I mean, like, okay, Ferris's sex tape was released before social media. Like, yeah. literally, Ferris, Ab- Ferris tape was being released on fucking Twitter. Like, on, you know what I mean? Like, live streaming it. Like, it was, like, a huge deal. Like, it was such a different time. And, like, I would say the like six million people that watched the simple life without having ever known who Paris Hilton was before that sex tape. Mm-hmm. Like the week that it came out is a, is a way higher, like, uh, I don't know, like indicator of the success of those sex tapes than like Farrah's fucking, I mean, totally like, agreed. you know what I mean? That's totally. ridiculous. Like 
she yeah it was a few years ago of course like on social media it's gonna garner a lot of like attention and everybody was like waiting to see it of course i mean like yeah i just want you to know that when i just googled something there's a headline from tmz that says fair abraham brings dad and daughter to vivid (laughs) oh jesus christ stop it close that devil box (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared to open it because like i'm scared of autoplay videos coming up although i don't think the computer would catch it because it's not that's not how it records but (laughs) if it auto plays a porn i'm leaving it in just so you know (laughs) of course (laughs) um so and then in so after the tape was released like a little bit in january actually the very beginning of 2014 that was when farah was cast on couples therapy with dr jen which is like secretly one of my favorite reality shows of all time truly like i love couples therapy so fucking much i love the people that they get on it i love like the pairings of the groups yeah truthfully like everybody who knows me at this point the, okay, truthfully, the best season. Like, yeah. Alex McCord and Farrah. <laughs> was Nick Ritchie on that season? Or no, you know what? No, Nick Ritchie was on Courtney Stodden's season. Okay, so Courtney right, was right, with right, Alex. Right, right. Um, Who else Farrah's... I can't even remember, but I remember it being so good and everyone was like, you're a fucking idiot and a liar to her all the time. Dude, Farrah's was Taylor Armstrong. Remember her and Taylor oh. fucking hated each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Taylor would get really drunk all the time and be like, "You're a porn star. You're releasing erotic novels. You're not a just like your sex tape wasn't stolen. You're a porn star." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of, to digress back to uh, Farah like paying people to be a part of her life, and this is which the is super best Farah thing to exist. <laughs> <laughs> so she, we could do a she, whole episode on this on just. This I mean, honestly. Fact. We may need to do, like, a separate spinoff episode just of her and Brian. Is it Brian Dowell? Is that how you say his name? I don't even know how to say it out loud because I've never <laughs> met him, like, via my TV. Literally same. I had no idea who he was. So Farrah goes on this show. Everybody shows up. Just to add some context for anybody who's not seen it. So everybody shows up with their, their partner and, you know, they all, like, walk into the house and they're all introduced to each other one by one and, like... Farrah comes, like, alone, and everybody's like, why the hell does she not have, like, a guy here with her? Like, nobody's ever gone to couples therapy alone on the show. And she, like, has this whole thing of, like, you know, her and her boyfriend were fighting, and, they, you know, he wasn't going to come. He refused to come film with her and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, while the show was airing, he confirmed to the press that she basically tried to pay him to be her boyfriend and come on the show and, like... They were going to set up this whole fake scenario where they would fight all season and, like, have all these <laughs> fake things that, like, he he was like, I'm not doing it. So at the last minute, he was like, I'll pass, but thanks. And then he, like, fucking exposed her. And it's so funny because there's, like, the same exact – Farrah has this very specific pose that she does when she calls the paparazzi to take pictures for her. And I love it where mm-hmm. she, like, looks like she's happy-go-lucky, like, jovial young girl who's just bright and full of, like, positive light. And – there are these pictures of her and Brian Daw, who, by the way, apparently was on a, a VH1 show called Masters of the Mix. He's a DJ. Ugh, just um, kill me. A fucking any DJ oh, reality show, like I will never watch. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. I could not be and less interested in that. Oh god. 
there are pictures of them like walking on like a, a boardwalk, like holding hands, and she's like smiling into the camera. And I don't know. I guess like you know he agreed to go along with it for a little while, but then at the last minute it was like I actually can't do this. But I just think that's so funny. Here I have a list of who was on her season. So Taylor, yes. John Gosling. <gasps> yes. Oh my god. Killer. Holy shit. And then those two girls from the real L world. <gasps> oh my god, Whitney and uh and uh Say, what the, Sada. Sada, yeah, yeah. Sada. Oh my god. Such a good season. <laughs> and Farah ended up just having therapy with her mom. Yeah. Well, oh, and like a big thing happened because when she was on couples therapy, she told something to Dr. Jen off camera, and Dr. Jen claimed that it was the most one of the most disturbing things she's ever heard. So literally everybody that watches like I mean, in the Teen Mom fandom, like, that follows Teen Mom like I do, like, takes that to mean that, I swear to God, that Farrah was molested and her mom knew about it and, like, allowed it to continue. Like, this, like, this, like, rumor has spread because of, like, Jen saying it was one of the worst things she's ever heard. Like, it's so weird. Like, somebody once came up with this idea and now just, like, repeated as fact, like, all the time because of, like, what Dr. Jen said. So... That's what people think happened to Pharaoh that to she was who, who do they think molested her Michael? No, somebody close to the family. Who how how yeah. I mean this, that's other a, this is how that, No, there no this is how things work in the team mom world. <laughs> oh my um, god. But also like first of all, okay. I am understand I'm a deeply fucked up person. But, like, someone that's been, as someone that's been to rehab, like, I've heard some fucked up shit from people. And you would think Dr. Jen is a professional therapist. Like, if that was even the case, like, that cannot be even close to the worst thing Dr. Jen has ever heard as a professional therapist. Like, that's actually, like, extremely common. And, like, I understand that's, like, crazy of me to say, but, like, it is. Sorry, it is. And, like, a therapist has, like, heard way worse than that because, like, you know, so many people have been molested and go to therapy about it. But also, Absolutely. like, I'm not even convinced Farrah said anything. Dr. Jen is, like, as much about the reality TV ratings as everybody else. And, like... Yeah. I could easily There's also, by the way, that. other people on that show that have been molested. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Also, it's weird I mean, that now, like, Dr. Jen is the only therapist that Farrah trusts. And, like... I know. She, like, still pops up. <laughs> I know like when they had that meeting on when they like when she pops up on team mom I'm like this is so fucking weird like the the whole thing is just so like god I didn't know that that's what people thought what people say happened to her I always took it as like especially going back I mean I'm alleged I'm just like alluding to the fact that like you know she we're gonna get into this I think in the next like couple minutes here because it's like what happens next but like you know Farrah talked about how after you know that tape was released that like some she had like some sexual assault stuff happened to her yeah and like um not even like it, don't you think yeah let's just do it we, is it time to like get into like the deepest darkest part of this whole yeah, thing i mean it's honestly and like i almost when we were kind of talking about it i was like should are you sure we should do this just because it gets so dark it's like like <sighs> like i know you've gotten dark on the show before but there's something I would say that James Dean Fair Abraham stuff is especially dark because it's, like, possible she's lying about sexual assault, but also it's, like, I don't ever want to say someone's lying about sexual assault, but, like, it's literally possible Fair like, made up the fact that he 
raped her. Well, here's the thing. Facts are facts. And, like, I am not somebody who would ever, like, I'm always, like, a trust the victim person. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, immediately I'm just, like, I just listen to the fucking victim. Farrah Abraham, like, if you're just being a logical, rational person who goes based on history, Mm -hmm. like, Farrah Abraham has a wild and it's not one of those things of like, oh, she lied about something before. She'll do it again. I mean, she's I'm literally accused doing- someone of rape that it did not happen. Like, right. beyond James Dean. It was an Uber driver. And it was even after the James Dean yes. stuff. Like, she has an illustrious history of just being volatile and vile and, like, saying horrible shit about people. Yeah, and, that's straight like, up not true. This, it's straight up not true. Like, any doubt that either of us have about what was said is based on her history and not at all because we are like heartless people who yeah, like, think that I a think woman James Dean is a rapist like straight I up too. 100% Bill Cosby of the porn world like I believe Stoya I believe a lot of the like Stoya had no fucking reason to like multiple women came out like I 100% believe James Dean is a rapist like hands down like the way he talks about women is gross the way he thinks about porn and sex and uh, it makes sense to me how he like developed but Farrah's no, claims, we know they had sex one time. And that's it. I don't understand when he would have raped her. I mean, and that and the fact that, like, okay. So, I'll start. So, the very, so the same month that, like, uh, Couples Therapy came out, Farrah had also started doing interviews. Like, the, I think the first time she mentioned it was with Huffington Post. Yeah, and this was, like, just early alluded to it. Well, it was not with only, James Dean. She hadn't named names. Yeah, she didn't, like, name names. She didn't say who it was, but she had just said that, like, you know, she had been sexually assaulted in her life. And that, like, doing the tape itself had ruined her life. And, um, you know, that it was... You know, knowing that it was out there and that everybody was seeing and that the world was looking at her have sex and that she felt overexposed and it was overwhelming and that she wanted to hide her face and, you know, not go out. She wouldn't answer her phone calls, which like it's things like that that I'm like, like that statement has nothing to do with her assault. And like that alone is like, girl, you sold this fucking tape. Yeah. And you signed a contract. Well, like, and I also that I alone... think part of what happened is is that she, like, got into the world of being a sex worker, right? Like, she started right. doing strip club appearances. She was at the AVNs. Like, she was, like, in the porn world. And I think she, like, had a realization, like, oh, people think of me as a sex worker now. Shit. And since then, she's had this weird thing where she, like, publicly will, like, talk crap about the porn world will say she's not a sex worker but like right. is like pushing a line of like molds of her ass and vagina she does regular strip club appearances to this day she runs and owns a cam girl site like Farah works in the sex industry to this day i'm pretty sure almost all of her like major income comes from the cam girl site which she may or may not be on i don't know it's nobody has proof that she's on it but she, like, will Snapchat weird things that, like, allude to asking or will straight up say, like, ask me for my rates. And it's like, well, what else could she be talking about besides, like, cam right. girl rates? That's like, literally, I mean, I follow too many cam girls, like, on Twitter and Snapchat <laughs> uh, out of curiosity. <laughs> and, like, that's how they snap. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they post. That's how it works. But the fact well, is, this like, is, like the... Fair is a sex worker. I'm and sorry, She go ahead. works in the sex industry. But, like, 
it goes back to that shit I was talking about earlier where if she like says she's not like even though she is and that also is like this is why it's so hard like it, that's why this is so messy and mm-hmm. it's so hard to just like believe what she's saying like at face value because like like her everything she says is like some weird underhand lie yeah and it's all so fucking weird so that was like the first interview she gave to huffington post and then on the on february 5th she gave a follow-up interview because they wanted to know more about like this alleged sexual assault and all this Mm -hmm. stuff that she was talking about and how the tape had ruined her life and she said that you know she was a rape survivor she told him that she was a rape survivor. Um, she had basically come out at that point as a rape survivor. And she had said that like the celebrity sex tape, um, because she was like you said, like working, you know, adult entertainment gigs. She was working at strip clubs and doing all this like salacious stuff that it had led to her, um, basically being drugged and raped in a situation where she was promoting the tape. Like she was there specifically mm-hmm. because of the tape and it like created this whole fucking, rip roar situation because then vivid you know they had to publicly deny it because she was saying that like it was a result of them and that was the whole fucking thing like they i think they had said that they had offered her like a million dollars to take like a public lie detector test to to say that she was not assaulted as a result of going out and promoting stuff for vivid and uh i know and she said she wouldn't do it and um they ended up they sent her a cease and desist and said that you you can no longer like mention our name anymore. Yeah. It just got really, I mean, at the very beginning of it, it got dark and then it just gets so much worse. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. So then on April 1st of 2014, uh, it was announced that Farrah was going to be doing, this was like her first, uh, besides the tape, like her first, like, I don't know, introduction into like products or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, uh, released her, her trilogy of erotic novels oh my god i'm obsessed uh, with that i always <laughs> forget this happened and then i remember and i'm like oh thank you jesus thank they're you. called the fucking books are called just to add another layer of like what the fuckness of this whole thing they're called celebrity sex tape wait celebrity sex tape in the making <laughs> like do you have a sex like why are you what? liz i can't I can't. She turns me into Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Where you're just like silent and petrified of her. Like like that like hunched shoulder thing he does. Like with his head like a little turtle. He's such a little turtle, isn't he? I want to retreat back to my guest house in silence. I know. And just be left alone. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So then... uh, Shit really started to hit the fan on June 6th of 2014. That's when she gave her first interview about her relationship with James. Like, some time had passed. People were still confused as to, like, what was the truth and what wasn't. Did they date? Did they not date? Like, did he assault her? Because then she's coming out as a sex, you know, a sexual yeah. assault survivor. And um, during that time, she, like, she, like you said, she maintained that they they dated they had a full-blown relationship like they were together like all this stuff and she said this is my all-time one of my all-time favorite fair quotes in the history of like knowing her she said 
I personally don't speak to him because of some of the comments he's made in the press that weren't true. I personally was in a relationship. I can only say what I personally am and what I was under the belief of. I can't really vouch for anyone else on anything besides that. I just love okay. like that she's like, well, I didn't contact him. Like, bitch has never had his phone number. Like, Girl, like, you guys met at a porn studio, had sex, and never saw each other like, again. She like, she was never given his number, ever. <laughs> ever. He held your hand, allegedly, to make you feel comfortable because you were about to fuck a stranger. A stranger, <laughs> by the way. She was like, hey, can I get your number? And he's like, mm, I don't really like to hang out with coworkers outside of work. <laughs> like you had to do right. that thing where like your coworker adds you on Facebook and you're like fuck, oh, fuck. should I just pretend that I didn't see this <laughs> I'm that person that's like huh and like three years ago I'm like you added me you're like oh I don't really use Facebook like yeah. nine times a day <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that leads up to like I guess now would be the time to get into like I, I, I don't know should I like give some sort of parental advisory or something like this does get very um i would say it's triggering and like if you have issues it is. with sexual assault like this is like i mean it gets pretty graphic and like it's but i think like if you're listening to this and you know about james dean like james dean is a rapist and like we're about to talk about rape so if right. that upsets you a like lot. really you probably should turn off the podcast right now and also like Literally. i just want to say like i was molested um like, as a child, I consider myself a survivor. Like, I had a point where a boyfriend can very, like, I've, like, told this to Troy before, but, like, when Kim on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode, like, said, like, okay, this is when I'm going to get raped. Like, I've had a moment like that. Luckily, uh, it didn't end up happening, and that was by a boy. But, like, I consider myself a sexual, I mean, I, I am a sexual assault survivor, uh, so, like, if I'm laughing about it, it's, like, not, like, I think rape is funny, but it's, like, I'm so fucking damaged. And, like, laughing right. about it is kind of, like, how I deal with it. But, like, uh, Troy and I are both not coming from a place of, like, it's just, it's so crazy and weird, but I think we both take it seriously. But also, it's, like, kind of the theme of this podcast and how Troy and I both, like, laugh really hard about, like, things that are inappropriate because, like, it's how we make ourselves feel okay basically no for sure like you and i have talked about how our our coping mechanism is to just like like i only get along truthfully with people who laugh at trauma because yeah. it's the only way that i know how to like cope with it is to like try and make light of terrible things yeah, and exactly you know what i mean and it's not in any way trying to like you know yeah. It's not making fun of it or anything like that it's just like it's it's i i only it, know how to cope through like but yeah laughing. that's like about what's gonna happen just to warn you guys <laughs> so if that yeah, upsets absolutely. you turn off the podcast now so just in his normal porn life outside of doing sex tapes with teen moms uh james dean i, I mean i guess there are people who don't know who he is like he uh be became really popular in the early 2000s like he was one of the first, like we said, porn, like male porn stars that women sort of knew as a whole. Like a lot of people knew him. He was very, he was arguably the most famous male porn star. He was like super mainstream. He was a marketable male, male porn star. Basically the first marketable male, male porn star ever. Super marketable, like was known for having very like boy next door, he's like a nice Jewish not, boy. um, 
He's like somebody that yeah, like, he's like, literally <laughs> like if he's not in porn, like you could take him to your Bubby and Boca and be like, This is my boyfriend. Like he is the son of literal like rocket scientists. Like he yeah. he is smart and just like a nor he's very normal. Like he yeah. he appears very normal, which is like I think probably the first time, I mean, if you watch porn, like, most guys are, like, jacked and built and, like, yeah. rough and have, like, shaved bald heads. Like, every male porn star has a bald head. And, like, ooh, but, like, here's James Dean. He has a little Jufro. Like, he's tall. He's pretty thin. Like, he's not built. Like, he's not, like, gangly, but he's not built. He's just, he's just your boy, your Jewish boy next door, which is, like. He is. Marketable. <laughs> He is. He's non-threatening. Like that's his whole thing. Is like he he's non-threatening to both men and women. Yeah. Like just aesthetically. And like I think the the reason because there's a lot of like I think non-threatening looking male porn stars. But I think the difference with James Dean is that like he looks non-threatening, but like his style of porn is like. BDSM, it's all very yeah. rough, like SM stuff. He's really into like whips and chains and being tied up. And like he's a really, 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 really aggressive porn star. Yeah. But looks, like you said, like a like a like a sweet Jewish boy that you could bring home to your family. And like I think that's like initially what made women love him because he looks like he's like the definition of like a lady in the streets and a and a freak of the sheets. Like that's what he looks like for like women. Um and so on November 28th of 2015, this porn star named Stoya, she tweeted this thing about how – so basically, James is, like, known as the feminist male porn star. Like, he's always been known as, like – he has this weird thing that's been projected onto him that he's, like, a feminist. Yeah, he's very which, like, Tumblr popular. Like, he was so fucking popular on Tumblr. Like, I can't yeah. – like, he was, like, the Tumblr, like, king. You know, for, like, all of the young girls and, like, teenage girls and young 20 girls who, like, were, I mean, I, let's not turn this into what Liz Bentley thinks of porn in the porn industry, re-feminism, because, like, it, that's too much. But he is, like, very much the face of this, like, porn is now empowering and feminist movement, that yeah, Tumblr. Yeah. That Tumblr has really, really, I mean, it, it goes along with sex positive, positivity and, like, feminism and, uh, you know what I mean? It, it's a whole thing. But, like, Tumblr yeah. really, really is given, like, a, like, growth to this, like, sex positive, porn positive femi brand of feminism, which, you know, has its pros and its cons, like, all the waves of, and schools of thought of feminism. And James Dean was, like, the fucking face of that. Oh, absolutely. Because I think that it's because porn... I think it's because porn. No, I think because Tumblr, like, the thing with, like, Tumblr porn, I think is because it's, like, you're able to sort of, like, craft it specifically. Like, these kids, well, I'm saying, whoa. I meant to say kids as in, like, young 20-something girls that but are, like, I discovering themselves on the internet. kids, too. Like, literal Like, teenagers. underage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, um, Tumblr is run by the teens, or it was. It's like they're crafting their own, their like per perfect idea of what sexuality is to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it just so happens that all of them had this weird thing for James Dean. Like he just brought out this thing in women mm -hmm. for a really long time that made them feel comfortable, like exploring themselves sexually. And I think like that had a lot to do with his like feminist thing. It's like the, the thing that he brings out of 
people well that he mm-hmm. used to kind of alludes to that but like i don't know the funny thing is like he's not he's never really done anything publicly to like support women he's never really like even before all these rape allegations came out like he's never been like somebody who made statements like for women he's never done any i mean he all these things are projected onto him literally based on how he looks which is like insane yeah yeah i mean i i think that's totally true and if you read his like interviews like that playboy interview we did and i read one in esquire um we were kind of talking i don't I don't know. I go into a fugue state when we're recording. I can't remember if we've talked about this on air, but um, like it's weird if you read like interviews with him from like 2000, you know, 10 to 2014 ish, like especially if they're done by straight males, it's like all about like how obsessed with like how he's like this like perfect product of a porn star who's like accessible to the common person. And, like, how all men want to be him. And, like, but he's not, like, some feminist hero. Like, he just doesn't, like, talk. He talks like a normal human and talks about porn like it's a business in a way that, like, reads as it makes sense. And he's not, like, shitting on women, but he's also not, like, being some weird feminist hero. Absolutely. Like, he's sarcastic. He's kind of funny. When you you listen to him talk, he's smart. And he sounds like a guy that you would be attracted to at a bar. And, like... I think that's like his draw and also like the fact that he on social media he's not like the typical porn star who will post like you know like promos and shit of like meet me in this club and like use this code to get fucking bottle service and and whatever he he's like kind of like a dorky guy on the internet and he'll post like just like how a normal guy that you're like dating would post online actor like he yeah like just a regular actor like a regular person like he just uses his twitter like a regular person you're right he's not like like if you guys have watched hot girls wanted the documentary like how they all use their twitters is like porn promotion like that's not how he he just acts like a normal person which i think for a lot of people is like whoa (laughs) you like i could be with this person or something like it was like he's attainable but like unattainable and then would also like put, like give you like as a woman like the best sex of your life because he's gonna like do some crazy shit to you and that he doesn't look like he would do kind of thing yes and um so uh so stoya on the 28th of november she tweeted that thing where you log into the internet for a, a second and see people idolizing the guy who raped you as a feminist that thing sucks and then she said james dean held me down and fucked me while i said no stop and use my safe word I just can't nod and smile when people bring him up anymore. And after that happened, like the floodgates just fully opened yeah. and all these women came forward like well, a whole fucking S- list. Doya and James Dean date like seriously dated. Like it what they weren't just co-stars. Like that was her boyfriend. And wasn't it for like a pretty long fucking time and too? Over a year. I, I think at yeah. least two years. Like they had a serious relationship. And, like, all of these women came forward and sort of, like, you know, they Bill started... Co- it was, like, trying- the Bill Cosby effect. Like, one exactly. woman came forward and, I mean, that's how it works when somebody's that's a prolific, you know, rapist. And one victim has the courage to come out and talk. Then other victims are like, shit, like, I can finally fucking say something. Power in numbers, and especially- basically. Yeah, because he's, like, I mean, he was so... On top of the fact that, like, so many people loved him, like, he was so so powerful in the porn industry yeah. like so i mean literally like 
basically yeah like the bill cosby of like yeah. of porn really? as far as like really? power like he was you know he had like a lot of pull um and i mean i have like uh, i don't know this is again like i don't know how dark we want to go with this like i have like i mean i feel like we should just porn. go full dark because like we're here okay don't we're you here think? and we give a warning we give yeah. a warning like don't you think like <laughs> we're what i mean what we're gonna pretend like we're not going full dark like let's just do it all right so i have a list of women here like this is not the full list this is just a handful because there was a lot um which was like really sad just like reading all these things and like all of their allegations are like very similar yeah it's um, all like it's all like yes i agreed to have sex with him but he ignored my safe word he did something he promised he wouldn't do like it's all very blurred line stuff you know what i mean exactly like, which makes it so much harder to prosecute him and it makes it harder to believe the victims unfortunately because it's not they're not just like random women that are being attacked by a stranger it's like i was like on set with him and i used my safe word and he didn't stop which is rape exactly and like in some of these cases there are i mean in a lot of these cases there are a ton of people around them like watching it go down yeah. and there are people cheering it on while he's raping them like it's yeah. it's really fucking disgusting um this girl tori luck said that she said james i'm just gonna read what they wrote okay i'm not paraphrasing i'm just gonna read what these women gave okay we're just gonna go for i'm gonna go full <laughs> throttle okay so tori luck said james told me James told her to smell his balls on a major porn set. She said no, and then he pinned her down by her face. He slapped her, and then he shoved his groin in her face. Um, and everybody watched. Uh, Ashley Fires said that while on set, he approached her after she got out of the shower. He basically like shoved his dick up against her, and she tried to push him away. He shoved her into the sink and grabbed her by the grabbed her by her hair, and bef- uh before walking away like she said no a bunch of times and then he ended up walking away and then he came up to her later and told her that she needed to stop telling people about it and like threatened her Mm -hmm. um another unidentified woman and these are all uh stories given to huffington post these women all specifically came to huffington post to like share what had happened um one of the women wanted to remain uh unidentified and she said that he forced her to give him a blowjob in front of a party in 2009 oh yeah um Amber Raines said that Dean, uh, he became violent with her while they were filming an anal scene together because she called him a son of a bitch while in character. Mm -hmm. And it became so violent that she like bled and was like, then needed to be taken to the hospital. Um, Cora Peters, this is the last two. She told James that she did not want to have anal sex with him while filming their scene together, and he told her to shut the fuck up, and he slammed her face down and raped her anally in front of a set full of people. Um, and then when she went and told her agent, and this girl, Cora, she was actually like starting her own like production company or something, and she wanted she liked James and like wanted him to like film with her. And um when she went to the production company that they had filmed with, which was kink.com, uh, they basically laughed at her. And then her agent told her that she should feel honored that he wanted her at all. Ugh. Her fucking agent. And then the last one that I wrote down, Nikki Blue, said that while giving him oral sex, she asked him to not be so rough. And he pushed her head down and forced her to choke. Um, and then he urinated in her mouth and told her that he wanted to stick a beer bottle in her ass. So, yeah, I mean, like, you can see there's definitely, like, a theme. I mean, Mm -hmm. their stories are all, like, eerily similar in, like, the way that he goes about assaulting women. And, 
essentially this this like ended his career like the porn industry basically parted ways with him um it was trending on twitter like that you know all these women were like trying to social support for this girl and like it was just really 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 fucking sad yeah and then uh sarah came forward and here's the thing like i understand like they met once like it could have happened on the set but what i have the daily mail article pulled up to where i'm assuming you're reading from and like she makes up like this whole backstory that we know could not have happened exactly like you know sorry not to interrupt go ahead no i mean like what what do you have pulled up okay so she told the daily mail hold on where exactly are we uh okay so she added i've had sex with other celebrities and it's okay oh this is so this whole article is so crazy um so she said she started dating james dean and she said she found him hot and that she admitted she did have fantasies although those she was clear that those were just her fantasies um And then she says, I've had sex with other celebrities and it's okay to have fantasies. At this time, I was 21. I was very vulnerable. I was going through a lot of shit in my life. I thought he was attractive, but I don't think he's attractive now. And she said, there's one thing I'll never forget. He picked me up in my hotel and I was where I was staying. And I was like, can you come in my room? I can't get my dress shut. It zipped up in the back and I couldn't reach it. He said, yeah, sure. I'm not one to fuck the first time or the second time. It really takes me a while to have sex with someone. But he came in the room and he thought I wanted to... I thought I wanted to fuck him. He was trying to take off my dress rather than zip up my dress. Ferris said the incident made her want to escape the hotel room as quickly as possible. Because of that weird altercation with him, I said, we need to leave and get out of here. I had to push him out of my hotel room because he was so pushy. This stuck in my mind, like, wow, he must really be pushy with other women. But that never happened. Right. And she said he tried to have sex with me on every occasion that we hung out. He was being so pushy and that didn't come across too well. Despite her misgivings, Farrah decided that she trusted Dean and wanted to make a sex tape with him. Okay. Um, And then, oh, this is, this article is so crazy. She said, James had construction going on at his home, so the sex tape was made at his friend's house. Okay, like why they were in the porno house. Right. Um, So... After a sex tape release, Farrah had spoken about the emotional turmoil turmoil she suffered. Uh, She said in 2014 she deeply regretted it. But for the first time this week, so this must have been in 2015, Farrah told Daily Mail Online that her alleged attacker was Dean because she talked about uh, being drugged. I was drugged and raped more than once. I allowed the wrong type of person in my life. When asked directly if James Dean had raped her, she responded, "From my, this is the craziest response. The craziest fucking response. From my I don't intensive, remember this one. From my intensive therapy, yes. Under my doctor and everything that I've been through, that is what has gone on. So I she was it. asked if she was raped and she said, from my intensive therapy, yes. Under my doctor and everything that I've been through, that is what has gone on. If James Dean raped her. And then like, she followed it up with, I'm lucky, I'm lucky I didn't date him for a long period of time, and I'm lucky that I didn't let him physically beat me, because I'm sure that's what they had to deal with, the other women. This is also, by the way, I just want to add, like, after literally years, years mm-hmm. of back and forth in the press between these two and her constantly saying all these like vile things about him in the press he's like this terrible person but like never once did she ever mention that he was like you know rough or aggressive or anything like that and then 
after all this shit came out, like she was like calling him a rapist. She was like, yes, the the disgusting rapist. Like she was using like it almost felt like no, no. Oh, it goes on. Listen to this. Dean said that he didn't drink or do drugs, but clearly I was drugged, and my legal staff and my therapist knew that. I don't know if he just drugged women to take advantage of them or what was going on. I experienced extreme anger problems and abusive behavior from Dean. He treated me like he wanted to break me and ruin my career as a reality star celebrity, as many witnessed. Oh my god, dude. This is like... Like, the thing is, Farah is sort of like repulsive enough of a person that she would do this and like piggyback off of all of these women's like yeah, terrible stories that probably pain. were really fucking hard yeah. she absolutely did that's like the best way to put it like she just piggybacked off of what they were saying she was using buzzwords that they said in their um confessions and stuff and then like all all selfishly because she didn't want to admit that she released as fucking porn yeah wait there are be- there's more quotes So she claims that Dean set out to ruin her reputation and her career by exposing the sex tape. Quote from Farah. It was set up against me by James Dean. I can only talk about my situation. I can't talk about anyone else's. A.K.A. reminding us that there are other victims. I got dropped from MTV's Teen Mom back when all this happened. A show I created and started. He conspired with what he did with me. This is the truth. The rape victims coming forward are telling the truth as well. They would have no reason to be lying or defamatory in what they're saying. I'm thankful that I've separated myself and gone beyond how horrible, evil, abusive, and a rapist James Dean is. He was very jealous and said derogatory things to me, calling me a porn star. I'm not used to that world. I feel every time someone calls me a porn star, it's like them, to me, seeing like a rapist and a derogatory, abusive, womanizing manipulator like James Dean. I'm saying that because that's how it made me feel. Because I also have amazing friends who are porn stars, and I'm proud of them. Like, I, I don't even. I, I where's your head? Like, what are you thinking? I need to know. Like, I because I'm like, like to I don't come even, I can't, out. I can't talk. Like to come out and say, first of all, like the hotel story is very weird because we know that right. never happened. Like, we know that they did not date. We know, like, she's still framing it as them dating and, like, having, like, something going on. This was in December of 2015 that this Daily Mail article was published, by the way. So, she's talking about, like, them dating in 2015. When we've known since 2013, they never dated. And, like, she's saying, like, when, he, like, she says he conspired what he did with me. First of all, it's not what conspired means. Like, does she understand what a conspiracy is? No, right. She yeah. doesn't. But this is, like, classic what uh, we as in the team on World call Farrah's Farrah's word salad, where she, like, says words that don't make any sense together. Like, she's word salad. Um, and it's, like... You know, I'm thankful I've separated myself from James Dean. Like, you were never together. What does that mean? Like, so for her to be saying, like, if she had come out and said, if she wanted this to be believable, and if she had come out, Troy, and she said, James and I filmed that one scene, there was a, or that one porn, there was a scene that went way overboard. I asked him to stop. He didn't. It was awful. I'd be like, holy shit, James Dean raped Farrah, too. 
Wow. It would be the most redeeming thing that she's probably said in like seven straight years. Uh But God damn it. She is a victim after all. But she is so fucking next level and crazy and fucked up that she gives this whole goddamn interview saying he drugged her, saying that he like tried to rape her in a hotel room once, saying that he conspired to make her a porn star and ruin her reality TV career. Like she, he, she's still going on this like leak, <gasps> this leak sex tape shit at December of 2015. While she's accusing him of rape, and it's like you're lying in the fucking interview, Farah. And then on top of it, he had the nerve, the nerve after all he's done to these women to call her a porn star. Yeah, and it's like so How, disgusting like- because these women were raped by Dean and all their stories are consistent with one another. It seems like he has like one MO that makes sense and that's what he does every time. Like Farah, right. but Farah being Farah could not help herself and could not come up with a simple story. You know what I mean? And like a simple, like it went too far. I had to say for it. He ignored it. If that's all she said, like we wouldn't even, we'd be barely, t- I mean, we'd be talking about this, but like this end segment would be way shorter, but like for her to give like a fucking 20 quoted, like 20 different quotes to the daily mail. Like she gave a full interview to the daily mail, like where she lot, where she knowingly lies It's like, Sarah, you're out of your goddamn mind and you have taken these other victims' experience and, like, pinged yourself to them for a fucking Daily Mail article. Yeah. Just to make yourself look good. It's so fucked. And, like, when you... It's so funny the thing that you said about how people call what she says um, word salad. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, like... There's this thing that Dr. Phil said to to Dina Lohan that, like, I will never forget for the rest of my life. And, like, it just, I always think of it when I'm, in like, communicating with people. Like, it's truthfully changed my life. She was saying all these words that she, like, was stumbling over and she didn't know what any of them meant. And, like, she was trying to put sentences together that made no sense. Like, Farah. Yeah. And he said, like, he basically said to her that when you say words to people that you like don't know the meaning of like it just shows that you're being like disingenuous and like you don't know what you're like you're not being genuine like you're not having thoughts that come from your heart because you're crafting some weird fucking statement that doesn't make any sense like it's not true to what you actually want to be saying because you would never instinctively say words that you don't know the meaning of so here's another part of it where she says i've had so much intensive therapy since some seen on vh1's coupled therapy I've learned that I need to admit what happened. This was conspired. This was a form of rape. I was drugged and manipulated. He is a disgusting person. She's trying to say premeditated, but she's saying conspired. (laughs) Like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Wait, okay, so... Plugging VH1's couple therapy. Good job, Fair. Can you make... So is she trying to say that the... So he got handsy in the hotel. Is she also saying that when she was drugged and raped at the bar or whatever she went to for Vivid that it was by him? Or was that a different person? Uh, I don't... I mean, she's saying it's by him. But she now... I don't know. I guess she's saying it's by him. But, like, that would mean that she was in a room with James Dean for a second time after the porn came out and none of us knew. Even though it was a public event. A lot of different, like, websites that I've read, like Huffington Post, the Daily Mail, they all have, like, a different, um, like, uh, 
sort of like perception of what she's trying to say because it yeah. doesn't make any sense. So like different websites will perceive it different ways. This and like when makes I makes it sound like she was drugged on the set of the porn, right? Like yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's not, what it seems not like. at a bar. Like because when this first started coming out, I thought she was like drugged like maybe at a strip club appearance and raped at the strip club appearance which like honestly maybe happened because like she was not being protected and she was in a world probably totally over her head she didn't have the correct management behind her she was not a porn star like yes she did this porn but she had not been working in the sex industry for years you know what i mean like i wouldn't be shocked if Farah really was like taken advantage of like during that press tour like in CD strip clubs, like in Oklahoma, you know what I mean? Like just not right. like that wouldn't surprise me. But like what she's presenting in this article in this interview is a hundred percent that he like drugged and raped her on the scene of the movie. It may even say like I don't know if it's in that one or um, in Huffington Post because I think I just kept like kind of bouncing back and forth. But mm-hmm. um, I think I actually want to say it was Huffington Post that they say like you know she alleges alleges that this happened. Actually, no, it was. I want to say it was one of the Daily Mail ones because the Huffington Post like made her they included her statement and the rest of the girls that like mm-hmm. you know came forward so they they posted it like as factual um but they said like you know she claims to have been drugged at some point on set and like you know we can honestly say having seen this tape that like she seemed uh very coherent excited to be doing this yeah. like you know she was like laughing she was drinking she was like having a good yeah, time but um, tell it was a lie and so she had to include that she was drugged like if she had been like no i was drugged like at a separate incident like what i'm what i was talking about like actually something else with else happened with james dean but she's such a bad fucking liar that someone was like oh when you were like talking about being drugged you were talking about james dean and she was like oh yeah 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 Yep, yep, yep. That was it. <laughs> like, that was exactly it. Like, she... It's so sick. Oh, and by the way, I just want you to know when the allegations came out, Farrah tweeted, I'm not going to say, I told you so. I told you so in all caps. But I'm too busy for rapists. Hashtag, we... I mean, <laughs> she spelled it we, A-K-R strong. Like, weak, are strong. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think maybe she was just trying to say we are strong. Hashtag speak out. Hashtag slut walk. Okay. Okay. If there was ever any fucking doubt in your mind. (laughs) Okay. If you are listening to this. If you are at home listening to this and you feel like this entire time that we've been evil fucking trolls laughing at a victim, I'm sorry. But if the last statement that Liz Bentley just made that she hashtagged it slut walk. The yeah, fucking like, here's, slut. Here's the thing, like, I believe Farrah was probably a victim. Maybe multiple times throughout her life. She has a Me lot too. of characteristics of a victim. She clearly has some PTSD. And it's really, it's not uncommon, unfortunately, for people who have been, like, irreparably harmed to, well, it's not, I don't want to say it's not uncommon. It happens. It's not common either, you know what I mean? But sometimes, like, victims that get so fucked up and damaged by their trauma will then go on to lie about subsequent rapes because they're just so damaged. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case, if Farrah had experienced a lot of sexual trauma in her childhood, maybe, or maybe as a young adult, or maybe even in the strip clubs when she was promoting and, like, her brain is just so fucked up. Like, I truly believe Farrah is a victim of something. But then to, like, come out and co-opt this James Dean thing is just, it's, 
it's next level and it's wrong basically absolutely like i think it's extremely safe to say that farrah abraham is a victim of something like she is a person that you look at and just think like underneath that you wonder like there are certain people like i don't know trying to think of like a teen mom example um like Aaliyah, I guess, would be a good example of somebody that you look at and think, like, this is a girl who, like, because of her circumstance, like, underneath it all, there's a, a person in there that, like, just needs to to sort of, like, be worked with. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, no. She's there a is broken a, bird. A, yeah, she's a broken bird. She's literally, like, a fucking... She's broke down palace. Like, she yeah. is a sweet girl who was raised in a fucking... And the Appalachians and it, it is a product of this fucking crazy environment that she grew up in. hundred um, percent. I say that all the time about Leah. Like she is just like a sad little broken bird. And it's why she gets a better edit than most of the girls on Teen Mom, because MTV knows that and knows that that's how we see her as viewers. We all exactly. want Leah to be better and to do better. All of us. And you like look at her and think like all it would take. She's the kind of person that you think like all it takes is like a series of the right conversations to like make her break out of whatever's wrong with her. But like with Farah, she's a person that you look at and think like underneath it all, she seems so like mentally unstable that like, it's a, it's so much more than that. Like there, there's something had to have like happened to her at some point in her life that like made her that way. And like, yeah. it's sad. I mean, honestly, like I, I definitely think that Pharaoh's like without a doubt a victim at some point in her life, maybe several times. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse her like hooking herself onto victims of this specific. Oh my situation. God. Not at all. And you know, what? I mean, like, I was, if people are offended by this, like I'm, sorry and I can only stand by like what I say and like should we like you know part of it is like should we even be questioning this but then on the other hand it's like Farah is giving multiple interviews to the Daily Mail about it like and not right. to get justice but to get headlines <laughs> exactly and we are by no means the first people to question yeah like you know, and also, like, I just want to say, like, Farrah then went on to accuse an Uber driver of rape, and it was, like, it was, like, proof that that was, like, impossible to happen, because I think there was, like, a camera in the car or something. Like, something came out that it was, like, she said an Uber driver, like, almost raped her, and then it came out that it was, like, literally impossible for that to happen. Like, this is, so she has since gone on to lie again about it happening. So it's not, like, it's kind of like Tila Tequila. You know what I mean? Like, right like yeah i'm a big believer in like a victim doesn't have to be perfect to be believed and like like i mean i think that's the case of almost all of the women who started porn that accuse james dean of rape that they're not believed because they're not perfect victims and i believe all of those other women because all the stories make sense and they are they all line up but fair is like in the tequila tequila camp where like she just says shit and like sees what sticks. she throws a bunch of shit at the wall and sees what sticks exactly like she it, that's exactly what it is like she just sees what sticks that's what tila tequila does like should she she tries to like 
stir up shit with a bunch of different things online and like some things don't work and some things do like for tila tequila like the illuminati fucking corner of the internet really fucking worked for her she picked up a lot of steam by claiming to be an mk ultra victim and having you know worked as a fucking secret spy for the the fbi and that's what worked for her and she just kind of went with it and i I do think that farah has like that same quality of like whatever put this together before troy that Farrah is tequila, tequila. And that's why, like, I don't feel bad, like, sitting here and doing this. Because, like, she is just lying for attention and for fame. And, like, you know, like, if, I mean, Farrah is Tila tequila. And, like, what, we're not going to pick apart Tila tequila claiming to have a miscarriage and then writing about Chunks, my baby? Like, no, of course exactly. we're going to write about that. Or we're going to talk about that. And, of course, we're going to talk about Farrah, like, giving a factually incorrect interview regarding a thing that did not happen and also like you said earlier just to kind of like i guess wrap it up because we've been talking about farah for (laughs) straight hours um (laughs) i mean typically you know this like you said at the very beginning like this is a a much different episode than normal because these people never dated technically they just made love um (laughs) so (laughs) i always like to end with like what do you think like what do you want for farah's future like if you could dream scenario farah abraham's future and like what do you see for her well i do think farah's gonna have like a long uh reality tv career like i think she's following in kendra wilkinson's footsteps and that she's gonna do like every oxygen reality tv show like for the next 20 years (laughs) um yeah you know what i mean like she has the personality for it and she wants it like i was just discussing this this week like i think a lot of the other teen moms like could have the career that farah has but she's the only one that actually wants it like the show she's on right now that family therapy show like was offered to janelle and then amber and then farah is the only one that fucking took it so farah like cares to go on these shows and be famous this way um i think she's gonna spend the next 10 years trying to make sophia happen which is like everyone pray for sophia tonight like they're moving to la oh, so Lord. she wants to move to la so sophia can be an actress pray for oh her. stop i can't I pray, pray pray for baby sophia um but like what i would love to see would be for the pharaoh like drop off the face of the earth like shave her head go to like india and like you know like get really spiritual and then do like three years of intensive therapy and like maybe she would have a chance of being a human but i think fit, what we will see is just like another 20 years of her just like being like a crazy reality tv star although it's hard to say like will the reality tv bubble burst i don't know yeah you know i can't imagine i think i bet she'll do another porn in about five to ten i could definitely see her doing another porn absolutely without a doubt like a like a a backdoor two or like a year of teen mom getting canceled whenever that may be she'll be doing more porn i mean why wouldn't she absolutely there's no i mean at that point there would be nothing to lose i mean i could see her like she'll definitely like i feel like we should all at this point even though like her original face is just a fucking long lost memory like we should really cherish these years that we have with farah because in about five years she will be like the cat lady like completely unrecognizable like a character like a character version of a human person and i don't know i feel like Farrah is like the only person that I don't think that I can like project what I 
I, I don't even I don't even know at this point. The only thing that I can wish for her is that, like you said, she gets like some really, really, really fucking extensive therapy, like that really fucking deals with her shit and not on TV. And yeah, I think it would be amazing for her to just like go on some retreat somewhere really far away, like take Sophia with her and like not bring cameras. Um, I would love for her mom to get some her mom and her and fucking Michael need like more therapy than anybody. And you know what I mean? It's too late for Deb. Deb needs to just. (laughs) Deb needs to go into isolation. Like they just that family needs help so bad and not on fucking TV. And I don't know, like you said, I'm praying for praying for Sophia, even though I I really truthfully think Sophia is like, um, have you ever seen the orphan? <laughs> like I'm waiting any minute for her to like fucking rip off her wig and be a 90 year old woman under that makeup with like a little knife that she carries around. I want she's just... nothing more. <laughs> well, we've been talking for two hours, and I feel like there's nothing more that we could possibly say about Farrah Abraham. Everything that there is to be said has been said without a doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Liz, thank you so much for doing this with me. Where can people find you on the the interwebs? Okay, so my Twitter is at. Bentley, but it's B-E-N-T underscore L-E-Y, uh, or you can come over to my Emotionally Broken Psychos Feathers in My Hair uh, Twitter, which is E-B-P underscore Feathers, um, and that's really it, because I fucking hate Instagram, and post like one picture a year on Instagram, uh, because it's the worst, or you can add me on Snappy, it's Bentley, B-E-N-T-L-E-Y, 5589, and of course, listen to Feathers in My Hair, um, this is like literally every week. Like the deep dive I just did into Farah, I do every single week. Like my episodes yeah, like this are is usually like, like an hour and a half of just me like ranting about the teen moms into my microphone, like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> this is literally like your wheelhouse. Like I feel like I'm like at your palace right now. Yeah, um, I mean, can we record another episode of Feathers in My Hair together, though? Yes, let's plan that. Needs to happen soon. Maybe we'll like because I think the season's probably gonna end soon. So come on for an end of season chat. Oh my god, I would love that so much. Liz, I love you. I love you, Troy. I, lo- I blocked out mentally two hours because just so you guys know, when we recorded Feathers in My Hair, we literally had to do it over two day period. Because <laughs> we talked for so long and Troy was like, I have somewhere I have to go. And like, we hadn't even gotten to Janelle yet. <laughs> I was like, Liz, um, we've been recording for an hour and 40 minutes and I it's like... I realize I've been sitting in my closet for just two straight days and I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> love you, Troy. Alright, love you too. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.